Welcome to the Adventures with Grammy podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Berry. Christmas is my favorite holiday. Not only is it an important celebration for religious reasons, it also is important because it brings out the goodness in most people. Christmas is festive and people seem to be happier this time of year. I love the traditions, special foods and drinks, special sights and fragrances, and special stories and songs. I love the family dinners, the eggnog and cookie exchanges. I love the aroma of fresh Christmas trees, pine scented candles, and hot cider. I love the story of baby Jesus and the wise men and the shepherds. And who doesn't enjoy stories about Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? As a child, the anticipation of Santa Claus coming to our house made me giddy. As soon as Sears and Roebuck's wish book arrived in the mail, I would flip through the pages over and over and over and circle everything I wanted. I would even dog-ear the pages to make it easier for Santa to know. We lived on a farm, so a few days before Christmas, my mother, my sister, and I would hunt for that special tree, and we would drag it back to the house and begin decorating it. I love sitting in a dark room with only the lights coming from the tree. Nothing else in the world matters. As an adult, sharing Christmas with our children was magical. They grew up knowing it was better to give than to receive, so from Thanksgiving on, we made presents for our family and strung yards and yards and yards of popcorn to decorate our tree. And now there are grandchildren, and like the Grinch, my heart has grown exponentially. Traditions, storytelling, and giving handmade gifts have become even more important to me. The children have started asking me about my late husband, their grandfather. And for Christmas every year, I write each of them a book. This year's book is filled with stories about Grandpa Barry. I hardly can wait to read the stories to them. Stick around to the end of the episode, and I will tell you how you can give a similar gift to your grandchildren. The episode you are about to hear features Christmas memories. It actually is an edited version of the bonus episode I uploaded last Christmas. I know this time of year is difficult for many people, and to you I send big hugs and prayers for peace. For those of you who celebrate Christmas, I wish you Merry Christmas and all the joy and goodness the season brings. And for those of you who don't celebrate Christmas, I wish you happy times with your family and friends. Christmas has always been a big deal on my mother's side of the family. Her father was our family's Santa Claus, which is something he passed down from his uncle. His uncle was their family's Santa Claus, and it was just a really big deal. My grandfather took it to another level, uh, in addition to scrimping and saving all year long to buy us all presents. He was also very artistic and creative and also an engineer. He could work with both sides of his brain. And he designed, it took him a decade to develop this, but he designed a artificial Christmas tree that would collapse down into a 12-inch box. And it was made out of layers, and each layer was a little bit smaller than the one before. And it looks like an Art Deco tiered Christmas tree. And he was also inspired by the Light Bright toys we had as kids. Well, he used that technology or that inspiration on this tree. And the tree has holes drilled all over it. And on those holes are glass beads that mimic ornaments and tinsel, you know, wrapped tinsel around the tree. 
garlands. It's really spectacular. It means a lot to me because I was old enough to help him build these trees, this series of trees that eventually became this beautiful thing that was actually mass producible enough that he went and got a patent for it, which I have hanging in my home. It wasn't Christmas until we saw that tree go up. He would always let me put the final piece on this tree. There was one piece that was not part of the tree. It was it was Santa on his sleigh. He had made a little shelf for that to be up on the tree. And that was always the highlight of pre-Christmas celebration for me was helping him put up that tree and, and get to put Santa Claus on that tree. My fondest Christmas memory was when I was elementary school aged and I begged and begged and begged my parents for a pony. And of course I knew I wasn't going to get a pony. We didn't have the money for a pony, but every year I asked anyway. On my Christmas list, I put pony number one and I put teddy bear hamster number two. So the week of Christmas, my parents went to the pet store and bought a hamster and a habitrail. Christmas Eve, I could hear my parents and lots of laughing and carrying on and furniture moving. And it would seem that my hamster chewed its way out of the habit trail in my parents' closet. They were rummaging around the closet trying to find my hamster and get it back in the habit trail to put it out for me to find Christmas morning. Of course, Christmas morning, we wake up and I run out because, of course, I had heard my parents. And, and I look and my habit trail is there and my hamster's there and my habit trail actually has duct tape on it to keep my hamster in it at least until I get to see him Christmas mornings. We used to go in a sleigh ride to the church. And then if we didn't do the sleigh ride, we used to walk down to the church. And I remember one time the snow was falling and it was beautiful. So we walked down to the church and then on our way back, the snow was getting thicker. And I know my sister and myself, we threw ourselves back and made angels in this in the snow. After we came back from mass, we would have a bite to eat. And we never waited till Christmas morning. So after midnight, when we got back home, we would open all of our gifts. So that meant that all of us would sleep in, giving our mother time to do the turkey because we were still in bed, not causing any commotion in the kitchen because we were four children, but we also had three cousins living with us. So mom. yeah, so Christmas was always Christmas Eve. My mom, she raised me as a single mom and every single year our Christmas tree would be filled with gifts and they were all for me. She made such an effort to every year be able to provide everything that I, that I wanted. As long as I was a good student, and I was nice. I looked forward to that every single year. Santa was a big part of it for me. Writing a letter to Santa, going to the mall to see Santa. It was magical. I love Christmas. It's always been such a favorite time of year. Growing up in my family, of there were three children. And my parents each had had multiple, many siblings. So we had these amazing, big family gatherings at the Christmas holiday. What we did in my dad's family was we would go from house to house, not all on the same day, but Christmas dinner was at my aunt's house. My grandmother lived with my aunt and her husband and their three children. 
And so our family of three children, my dad and my mom, would spend Christmas dinner with them. And we had a huge spread of food and that would be Christmas day. And then the following days of the week, we would visit my dad's other brothers or sisters' homes. So our Christmas holidays were, were stretched out for over a whole week. And in my family, it was all about food and family and faith. And uh, my, my dad's heritage is from Slovakia. And so the family on that side of the family, we made, we did a lot of baking. They did a lot of baking of these amazing, delicious pastries, kolache and all kinds of pastries. And every time we would gather, there was this table beautifully adorned with Christmas decor. And there was also plates laden with pastries and cookies that my aunts had taken days to bake these delicious pastries. And we would gather around these tables as we did the family visits. And I was younger in the family because my dad was the youngest in his family. He was the youngest child. So I was younger than most of my cousins, but I would sit at the table with my cousins who were 10 or more years older than I was and would hear them talking about their life stories and their adventures and sharing family memories. And these were the best holidays that we had. They were just so memorable. And I wrote about it in my Christmas letter in the past few years. And one of my cousins called me immediately after she got the card and with the newsletter and just said, Nancy, it was just like you described it. I was right back there at the table. So that was amazing memory that I have of our family and, and the food that we ate. Some of my favorite Christmas memories, they pretty much all involve family. To give you context, there were five of us children and we were all World War II baby boom babies. Needless to say, post-World War II, there wasn't a lot under the Christmas tree for us. It tended to be practical things like a new pair of pajamas, new underwear, socks, a new ream of three-hold paper for our school notebooks. And if we had really been good, a box of brand new crayons and a coloring book. So the important part of Christmas for the day for us was going to our grandmothers. First, we would go to my grandmother Lops. She lived two miles away in a huge old farmhouse and she was German and her famous meal was breakfast. We always went there for breakfast and she always made cinnamon buns from scratch. I always got to put the frosting on the cinnamon buns and we would have our cinnamon buns with hot chocolate. Our next visit would be to our hill grandmother. She lived a few minutes away close to the river in a big old house and we went there for dinner every year. She was famous for her homemade dinner rolls. And when those rolls would come out of the oven, 
I always got to top those rolls with butter. I have such good memories of my grandmother's meals and working with them in the kitchen. Sadly, both of my grandmothers had passed by the time I was 12. But then Christmas took a better turn for us. The economy got a little bit better and uh, my dad was still working three jobs. We started seeing some pretty wonderful presents under the tree in the morning. My favorite gift was a bicycle. It had fringe on the steering wheel, a headlamp, a bell, and it was a girl's bicycle. I got very proficient on that bike. I could ride up and down the ridge to see my friends. And there was a nice hill involved in that trip. And I got to the point that I could ride down that hill on the handlebars of that bike. I can remember Christmases growing up with my parents and there was four of us kids. Every year, it was our tradition that we would drive around and look at all the different houses with Christmas lights. And because my father was a police officer in the town we lived, he knew where all those streets were ahead of time because the guys always talked about it because of course all of their families wanted to do the, the same thing. So mom and dad would have their thermos of I don't know what, but I'm sure it was a special thermos because we weren't allowed to have their thermos. And as kids had our thermos that when we would stop to look at lights, mom would pour us hot cocoa and we'd have cookies that we baked, Christmas cookies. And we'd look at the lights. Some of the streets, um, depending on which, if there was several houses that were decorated the, and there was somewhere to pull over, we would pull over and get out and walk along the street. And we would sing Christmas carols as we drove along doing it. And there was one lane and I'm sure every town has that street and it was called um they actually had a street sign made up for it and every year leading up between thanksgiving and christmas they would change the name of the street to Christmas lane and it started out with one gentleman and he made wood cutouts of different types he would come up with a different christmas theme every year and he would cut these out and paint them and his entire yard would be decorated in this theme, not only with those, but lights and other things as well. And then every year at the end of that season, he would give them to one of his neighbors. And so after several years, and then of course neighbors would start having him do it and doing some on their own. It got to where that entire street, every house on that street, as well as several streets leading up to it, had his cutouts um, or similar decorations. And it was really cool because the ones that you saw from this from last season, when you went this year, then you would see them at different houses and it was really kind of cool. But he always had a different theme every single year and that was the highlight. And the last place that we went to was to see what he had done. Um, they still do it to this day. It takes hours to get into that street, which is crazy. People sit in traffic lanes for hours to get in to be able to see that street. But that was really, really um, uh, probably one of the most fun memories that I have growing up was doing that as a family. I know that after we would go and look at lights, it was always Christmas Eve. We would go home for dinner 
And then we'd get ready for midnight mass because we, we would go to midnight mass every single year. And my parents never argued. They never fought. They are still married to this day, except for Christmas Eve. And it used to just, us kids would get so upset because every year Christmas Eve, they would have an argument and it was horrible. And we would sit in the car just waiting and hoping that whoever, whether it was mom or dad that was so upset would come and join us to go to midnight mass. And what we didn't realize until we were older, of course, is the reason they would get in a fight is um, they had to have a reason for them to be able to put out the Santa Claus gifts without us knowing that Santa Claus had come. <laughs> so all these years, we had always thought that that was the only time that mom and dad fought, which is kind of funny now. I had five sisters and two brothers, my mom and my dad. We lived in Montana in a mining town and not a lot of money to go around. But I never knew that, especially at Christmas time, because my parents saved all year so that we could have a celebration. You see, my dad grew up on a ranch and his celebrations were small. And my mother grew up as a single child in the war in England. And so Christmas was always special with the English traditions, but they were never in her home. She got to walk around and see those traditions. So she decided when she had children that we were going to have family tradition in the home to celebrate. And it started about two weeks ago before um, Christmas, I mean, where we would get together on a Friday night when my father was done working and he would pick us up, whatever children were at home at the time, and we would go out to dinner. After dinner, each of the children who went with us, um, you know, because some of my siblings were teenagers and they didn't want to go, so they didn't. But um, he gave each child that went to dinner a $5 bill and said, now we're going to go shopping downtown, which was all dressed up in um, beautiful Christmas decorations. And we would go shopping and you could buy gifts for the family. And with five sisters and two brothers and $5 and my mom and dad, it doesn't go really far. So you had to be kind of creative. But when you're six, seven, eight, um, your creativity is limited sometimes by funds. And you would team up with maybe your sister and then you'd have $10 and you could buy gifts. So we would do that. We would shop on that evening. And that would be maybe from seven to nine o'clock. And then the stores closed, we would go home. And then we had approximately a week, week and a half to get our gifts wrapped and labeled. And then about two or three days before Christmas, we got to put our tree up. And then all the presents went under the tree. The stories I wrote for my grandchildren about their grandfather changed from a storybook to a child's version of my family tree. I designed it so as the children grow and I write more stories about them and other relatives contribute to their books, it will just continue to grow. I have written three versions of this journal. For children ages 5 to 12, it's called My Family Tree. For teenagers, it's The Pictures of My Life. And for adults, it's snapshots of my life. My whole purpose for this podcast and for the books I write is to help grandparents connect with their grandchildren. And even though this book is about family 
history. It really is about family memories and handing down those stories. I would love to be able to pick up a journal that any of my grandparents or great-grandparents or other ancestors wrote and read about how they lived and thought. And this is what I'm trying to help other families leave their grandchildren and great-grandchildren. It's really a legacy of love. The books also help the children claim their branches on the family tree. It's not expensive. The copyright gives you the license to make 20 copies. So you should be able to have enough for all of your children and all of your grandchildren. You can find all of these journals at my website, adventureswithgrammy.com. If you have any questions, please send me an email, carolyn at adventureswithgrammy.com, or send me tweets or contact me on Instagram. Both are at Grammy Adventure. So to honor the storytelling tradition, write it down to pass it down. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode of the Adventures with Grammy podcast. You will find the links to our guests and the topics we discussed in this episode's show notes. If you would like to be a guest or if you know someone who would be an awesome guest, please connect with me at carolyn at adventureswithgrammy.com.